Well, let's, jo- let's pray, and then um, we're going to talk about how all of us can worship God and show love to God through acts of service. Father, I pray right now that you would just really make this time a time where no one would tune out or, or, or not lean in to something so important, so incredible, and I pray right now they will. I pray right now each person here is going to actually be extra sensitive to your spirit. So, Lord, I want to pray that. Anyone who can hear my voice right now, I pray, oh God, the Holy Spirit's upon them. No matter when they are what listening or where they're listening, that God, you're touching them. And God, I pray you're giving them a real sensitivity to how important this is, how meaningful this is for them in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. You see, I want you to know something. Uh, Just like Tracy said, the people on that platform were trying to tell the proper instructions that would cause her to have a, a, a healthy adrenal, adrenaline rush, a, a healthy uh, movement within her that would be incredible rather than one that would be painful. God has told you everything you need to live life, to be a godly person and to live life. Here's what it says in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 2. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ, seeing that his divine power has granted to us, look at that word, everything, everything pertaining to to life and godliness. Mm -hmm. Did you catch what Peter said? He goes, you know what? When you have a knowledge of Jesus, you are now granted everything you need to know to, to live life and to be a godly person, which by the way, God wants you to be a godly person. And there's no better life to live, no better way to live than that. And so when we talk about this idea of connecting to God and experiencing God, if you're ungodly, that won't happen. But if you're godly, it will. And it's not just singing. It's not just praising, by the way, which is not taking away from that. God inhabits that praise. But another way of serving God is by performing acts of selfless service. Mm. Performing acts of selfless service. Uh, when I was dating Pam, uh, I found out something. She didn't have a dresser. Now here's the, she's a teenage girl without a dresser. I don't know if you think that's a big deal, but I thought, oh man, that just like something inside me said that can't be. And I am the least mechanical person you know. <laughs> but I, I went out and I, I bought a, a dresser, uh, uh, but it was all unassembled. You had to assemble it, <laughs> which uh, for your husband would be no big deal, Debbie. Uh, <laughs> for me, it's a, a miracle. Uh, so... <laughs> But I'm working on this thing, but it's a love project. It's a love project for Pam. And so I get it all built, and it's big, and I get it into this truck, and I drive it over to her house. It's painted. It's nice. It's like I went out and bought extra special handles for it. And when she saw it, she starts crying. But then I took it over the top. I said, Pam, I, I made this for you. And she looked at me, and she couldn't believe it. She loved it anyway, but would you agree she loved it more because it was hours of my time poured in to this energy from me, given so that I could show service to her. Mm. And I want to tell you, I walked away elated. I believe this, if I had bought her one, it would have been okay. It actually would have been great, but something was bigger. Something was deeper. Something was more immense by the fact that I personally did serving and, and put myself into serving her. And you know what it said to her? I love you. I love you. I love you. Mm. And she'll tell you this day that she'll never forget that I did that for her. Whenever you do something like that for God, guess what? God will never forget. <laughs> God loves you and God will never forget. 
And God will use that in ways that are beyond anything you can imagine. And I, I also want to say this. I believe non-Christians, people even are atheists. Matter of fact, I can promise this. I know uh, some people who are atheists and they are amazed when the church begins to be the church and goes out and does things like this. Mm. This blesses them. This moves them. This, this is a testimony that Jesus is real when you and I do acts of service. Mm. So it's bigger than even any moment that we're in. And by the way, it can be done anywhere. Uh, we just talked about VBS. Uh, I was so amazed. I got to talk to John McSpadden and his wife, Gia. And they said this, that, that most years, what they would do is they'd drop off their kids for VBS and go and have time for themselves, mm. which isn't a bad thing necessarily. You know, they'd have a date together. <laughs> they said, what if we served? Mm-hmm. What if we dropped off our kids and served? And I want to tell you what happened is they, they found out that it gave them so much joy they couldn't stand not doing it again and again. But it gave them so much joy, other people wanted to join them. And this year they had 10 people serving with them. Uh-huh. 10 people serving. By the way, it's Josh McSpatton. I got John. John, John, you're a great guy too. But Josh, you're the guy who did it. And uh, you know what? Uh, and they had people serving with them. He told me this. Josh said we had to take two cars to get here. And so they had like almost a little caravan pulling yeah, up, uh, getting out, going to serve. And then Gia said what happened is they would all go home after VBS and they would take a nap all around her house yeah. and she would cook a meal. And they would all come out and they would eat this meal and celebrate what God had done. And then she said that I would go take a nap while they cleaned up. But, but you know what? The kids loved it. And, and the kids loved them. And Josh and Gia and their friends loved the kids. I mean, they loved the kids. And God loved everything that was happening. See, acts of service. It's the way to find the energy in your life that you never knew you could have and a joy that you can't imagine. And the Bible is clear. The joy of the Lord is your strength. But you're not going to find joy with selfishness, only in selflessness. And in acts of service, we get an opportunity to fuel joy and find energy. And I want you to know about that. Um, Tracy and I were out on the patio just two, I think it was two weeks ago. And a man walked up to me and he said, hey, Pastor Chuck, today, man, I'm so excited I get to give away a car. And I'm like, well, that's awesome. This guy knows how to work on cars. He's great at working on cars. So what he does is he prays and he has God guide him to cars that he can fix up that most people wouldn't even want. But he takes them and he restores them and he gets them nice and he gives them to people who are in need. And he said, you know what, man? Nothing fuels my life more than that. And I thought, you know what? God sees that. Mm. Wouldn't you love to be someone like that? And you might say, well, I can't work on cars, but you could do something. You and I could, nobody, nobody there's not, has nothing you can do. There's always something you can do. Uh, a bunch of men in our church not all that long ago found out about a family who were living on some pretty cool property, but in a house that was not good at all. And they had a beautiful little daughter, Rose. And uh, when these men heard about it, they said, you know what? We're not the kind of guys who can play instruments or sing uh, songs of worship, but we can worship God by doing construction. And so they teamed up and they went in and they began to restore this house. The family couldn't believe they were going to do it. It was our own version of a crossroads makeover. And my wife, Pam, I got to tell you this part because Tim knows about it. My wife, Pam, went out there to take pictures of what they were doing. And this guy, Kenny, uh, Kenny's a great guy. He saw Pam coming and he waited for her to get next to him. And he reached up and he grabbed these electrical 
cables. And he went, ah! And he pretended he was being electrocuted. And Pam's freaking out. And he wasn't at all. He was like, they all laughed so hard at her expense. <laughs> See, this kind of stuff gives you joy. <laughs> but Rose's room, they took extra special care because they wanted her to feel like a princess. And when she walked in, if you had said, I, I wish now I'd brought pictures for you guys. She said, I feel like a princess. I saw Rose today at VBS. And uh, she'll, never, she'll never forget what those men did. And she didn't know almost any of them. That's right. But every one of them are special to her today. And God, that's special to God. So what am I saying to you? This is a spiritual form of worship. And you and I were given bodies so we could go out and enact spiritual worship. Romans chapter 12, verse one says this. Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies, your bodies, a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Now, the primary meaning of that verse is that my body is to be used so that I could give glory to God as a form of worship. And primarily I do that by being holy, uh, by being pure. So I know that's what the verse says, but I want to tell you part of holiness and part of purity is being selfless and taking this body and using it, using it to bless other people with acts of service. And it proves there's a will of God is perfect. Mm. It proves it. See, like I said, non-Christians are standing around. And when they see us actually living out the gospel, living out the gospel, it makes a difference in their lives. And you were made for this. You were made for this. And God actually has already planned for things for you to do. Now, here's the thing. God on purpose gave you a purpose, gave you talents, gave you a spiritual gift so that you would go and use those and acts of service to others. By the way, I'll tell you this, and we're going to get to a whole spiritual gift uh, uh, a series later. Not one spiritual gift is for private use. Mm. Now, I know there's some of you going, no, I know of one. That's not true. I'm going to show you in this series, not even the one you think is <laughs> private, is not meant for private. Every one of them, clearly, the Bible teaches clearly, is meant to bless others others. And God gave you a supernatural gift to bless others. He gave you talents to bless others. He gave you resources to bless others. He's given you energy to bless others. And you might say, I don't have the energy right now. But if you would take a step of faith, you will. You will. And and you need to know that's true. In Ephesians 2.10, it says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. Now you're not saved by good works, but you are saved for good works. Uh, You know what? God saved me, not because of anything I did, but God saved me so I would go and do things for him out of love for him. And you know what? He did that not just so I would do it for him. He did it for me. Because like I said, every time I use my spiritual gift, guess what happens? I get joy. One of the signs of a spiritual gift, by the way, is that whenever you use it correctly, you get joy from it, which gives you strength, which gives you a closeness to God. So it says you were created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so we would walk in them. God has prepared these good works for you to do, like that group of men who could do construction so they could go bless a family and bless a little girl. Uh, Like the McSpaddens, so they could take time to go and pour into kids at VBS. And if you go, wow, does that matter? I promise you, 
I've been a pastor long enough to know how many children will say, I was at a VBS when I gave my life to Christ. Mm-hmm. And that was lifelong what occurred. Or I was at a VBS where I, I found my purpose. Um, and I actually know of one person who said, VBS was one of the few places I could go to and feel safe. And they always thought about that, and that's part of what brought them to God later in life. Um, so would that matter? Yes. Going to, to Kenya matters. Uh, going and fumigating homes in Kenya matters. Serving children. Uh, uh, walking across the street and knocking on a neighbor's door right. and saying, hey, you know what? Do you need anything? I, I'd love to help you matters. And so you and I, you and I are to take the gifts God's given us and serve others. First Peter four, verse 10 says, God has given each of you a gift for, from his great variety of spiritual gifts, use them well to serve one another. Did you see that? Use them well to serve one another. So we need to be people who are constantly performing these acts of service. St. Francis of Assisi said this, Preach the gospel at all times and sometimes use words. I love that. Preach the gospel at all times and sometimes use words. By the way, words do matter, and I wouldn't take away from that. In the month of August, we're going to do a whole series on how to share your faith. But don't miss this. Nobody wants to hear about your faith if they can't see it in action. And so you need to know, and I need to know, that people are touched more when we begin to go and do what the gospel says we're supposed to do. And then we have credibility to share about it. And so we need to be those kind of people. And Jesus wants us to do that and live that out and make sure that's who we are and what we do. And so what I want you to think about is this. Jesus said, if I'm going to do these acts of service, they ought to actually be apparent. Now, I don't do them to get publicity for me but I do it to show the love of God. Matthew 5 verse 16 says this. It says, let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works. Notice that. In other words, when people saw what was happening in Kenya in in the sewage system area, Hmm. they came close to wondering, why are you guys doing this? And then as they watched the, the team we had their work, it built credibility and they joined in. They joined in. Uh, by the way, one time we were in Kenya and uh, someone went to steal from one of our group. Hmm. And all these people surrounded them and said, this is one group you don't steal from. And by the way, most of them, I'm not sure, were Christians. They were just saying, this group comes in and shows love. You're not messing with them. <laughs> and you know what? We became a part of transforming that community. Right. Uh, let me actually give you a thought about Kenya. I would love, no matter where you are, we would love to train you to go with us some point. It's one of the greatest trips you could go on where you work in the slums and and minister to the children in the community. Then you go out on safari and see the wonder of God. And uh, lately I've been having teams go and I'll have people come back going, Chuck, it it wasn't as bad as you said. (laughs) But let me tell you why. Because year after year we've gone and we're making a difference. It is getting better, right, Tim? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's getting better. It's getting better. So I want you to know uh, that you might say, is it a one-time thing? The way we do it, it actually has a a way of building an effectiveness. And and so we'd love to have you be a part of that. So it's the greatest life you could ever live. Doing acts of service is the greatest life you could ever live. Why? Because you're serving others. Mm -hmm. And in Matthew 23, 11, it says, but the greatest among you shall be your servant. The greatest among you shall be your servant. In Matthew 10, verse 42, Jesus said, whoever in the name of a disciple gives one of these little ones even a, a cup of cold water 
to drink. Truly I say to you, he shall not lose his reward. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have had some people say to me, and, and I understand, they're, they're well-meaning. They say, you know, you spend thousands and thousands of dollars on these trips. People raise money and, and we do other things to support these trips. They said, why don't you just send the money? And I want to tell you something, because the money won't do what the people can do. For sure. Right. And you might not understand how powerful that is. Yeah. I can promise you, actually, Tim, you'll back me on this. For sure. The people in Kenya would rather have us come than us send money. Would that be true? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and they, they crave our coming. They want. Why, and by the way, we don't come and lord it over them. It's a partnership. We go to serve, to either serve alongside or to serve them. But the idea we're there with our hands, our feet, our, our, our mouths, our, our work, uh, our being with them. Mm-hmm. It's, it's transforming. And so what I want to say is, Jesus said, when you give that cup of water, you're doing it. You're not paying for someone else to do it, which isn't all bad. I don't want to, if you're supporting things, support it. Matter of fact, do it. But find times you do it. That's right. Find times you're a part of that. Yeah. Uh, and Jesus teaches that over and over again. Uh, in Matthew 25, mm-hmm. Jesus is actually talking about the last days. Yeah. And listen to what he says. It's a parable, he tells And he goes, when the son of man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he'll sit on his glorious throne and all the nations will be gathered before him. And he will separate from uh, one from another uh, as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. So it's talking about the judgment day and Jesus comes out and sits on the throne and he starts dividing the people into two groups. One are the sheep, one are the goats. Mm -hmm. And then it says he will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Now, these are the people, but they're symbolized by sheep and goats. Then it says, then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Notice this, for I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to eat? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in, or naked and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? When did we see you like that, Jesus? And the king will answer and say to them, truly I say to you, to the extent that you did that to one of these brothers of mine, even the least of them, you did it to me. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, every time you did that to anybody in need, when I've been in, in Africa and I got to do that to a child, I got to do it to a woman who was struggling and didn't feel she had hope, who sat in a, a dark um, shack that was smaller than the stage with no windows and we gave her a window mm-hmm. and changed everything. Um, Jesus said, you did that to me, Chuck. I was who you I'm gave true. that window to. I was who you gave that food to. One time I was in Mexico in another really tough area with five little children whose both of their parents had been killed. No one to care for them. And just giving food to them and then saying to them, we're not going to let you be alone tonight. You're not going to sleep afraid tonight again, thinking wild dogs can attack you because you guys can't defend yourself. Jesus said, you know, that, that, that you did for me. You did that for me. 
-hmm. You and I need to understand that every time we do this, it's bigger than you can imagine. Working in a VPS and touching a child is for Jesus. Mm -hmm. Uh, Stopping and helping someone homeless is for Jesus. Mm -hmm. Uh, In our food pantry, praying with a family who thought, I never would be in this situation where I'd have to come here to get food. And saying, you know what? You are valuable. You are special. You matter. That's for Jesus. That's right. That's for Jesus. You know what? Uh, Tim has a life group, and he wanted his life group to experience this, but even more, just to actually do what the gospel says. Tell everybody what happened. Yeah, we, so I have a life group full of adults who are very, very busy, speaking of not having time, and we'll regularly say, you know, we, we really need to get out and serve the community. We really want to get out and love on people, and then we just, <laughs> we, we don't make the time, and so, I don't know, three or four or five weeks ago, I uh, just sat the group down and just said, hey, next week, we're going to do it. And I know we don't have the time to do it, but we're going to do it. So I'll uh, send me some money and I'll buy sleeping bags and get food together. And it really comes from this Matthew 25 verse, whatever you've done to the least of these you've done to me. And I'm like, we need to get out there and do this for the Lord. And uh, relatively willing, but some kind of like, okay, let's see how this goes. You know, a little trepidation entering into serving the homeless in particular. And... Uh, so we set out in different cars and we go out and I'll just real quickly tell you two stories. First, we, the first park we go to is down here in the middle of Corona and uh, it wasn't how I envisioned it. And so I was like kind of feeling like, okay, there, there's too many of them here and we're going to get bum rushed. And I, I, I pictured kind of more one-on-one and then praying with people and I was a little sketched out myself. <laughs> and so I have everybody looking at me and I'll probably tear up when I tell this story. But we have a guy in our group who's just amazing, and he just jumped out of the car. I'm not afraid. He's got like two sleeping bags and a thing of food, and he just starts marching towards the people. And as I see him, I was like, what's he doing? What's he doing? And before I knew it, the entire group was out of their vans, and we really were. We were inundated with people, but the humility of these people to come and just be so grateful for just a sleeping bag or a sandwich and my heart was just softened and reminded of this verse, whatever you've done to the least of these you've done yeah. to me. And so it, yeah. it was just an amazing night in that, in that moment in particular. But we were getting done, and at the end, uh, we were on our way home, and we still had a few things left in the back. And it was getting dark, and we're like, okay, it's dark. We don't want to be, you know, <laughs> in any sketchy areas or anything. And we're pulling, we're, we're on our way back, and we stop at a light, and we look over, and there are these two guys sitting outside of a building about to turn in for the night, as it were, on the curb. And we're like, let's do it. And so we pull around, we get out, and a few of us go and start talking with these guys. And it was just one of the most amazing nights ever as I'm sitting there with a few other guys, and we're giving them food, and we're talking with this guy named Jared. And he's sitting there with this guy named Tio, as he calls him. (laughs) They weren't related, but they had each other. And he's telling us the story of this hard time that he's fallen on. And because of COVID, he lost his job and he wasn't able to pay his rent. And he had recently ended up on the street. And we're sitting there listening to him and loving on him and praying with him. And just midway through, he goes, you know, I'm a believer. And he starts to choke up. And he says, and this morning, I was just feeling hopeless. This morning, I was feeling like I really don't think God sees me. And he said, you won't believe this, but I really did this morning. I cried out to God and I said, God, do you see me? If you see me at all, would you just send somebody? And he looked at us as we were all standing there around him. He said, 
I don't know what else to say, but you guys are legitimately a godsend. Wow. And I am so grateful. And he stopped and he prayed for us. Yeah. Can I pray for you guys? Yeah, yeah. And of course, we're all choking back tears <laughs> and just an amazing moment. And we didn't have time to do it, but we did it. And we're all changed because of it. Now we're going to do it more, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, and it fills you with joy, and, yeah. it, and you, you just sense the Spirit of God around that's you. That's right. And, yeah, that's right. And you know what? I want to say that um, for you right now, no matter where you are, you might be wondering, does God see you? Does God know? Are you someone like that young guy who, who's crying out a prayer, and, and God moves this whole group of people to go and be there for that's him? That's right. Well, you know, maybe tonight was for you. Maybe tonight was to let you know you have a higher purpose. Maybe tonight was a night for you to know that you matter to God. And are there great things you could do? Yes, but something even greater was done for you. Jesus Christ died on the cross for you. That's right. He loves you. He came to show incredible love and value for you by forgiving you of your sin, by removing guilt and shame, by healing hurt and pain. And that's all for you right now. And so right now, if you're not in a real relationship with the Lord, know that he sees you just like he did that, that guy that Tim got to go be with. He sees you. He knows you. He knows your name. That's right. The Bible says he knows every tear you've ever shed, and it matters. So right now, if you are not close to him, he wants you to be. And the Lord, like he, he always does, he tells us what he wants us to do and how he wants us to do it. So what he wants you to do is, first of all, pray. Pray a prayer where you tell him, yes, I want to give my life to you. And then he wants you to also make it known. That's the next how. Pray this prayer and then make it known. So what we want to do right now is begin with the prayer. Would you like to know God's love? Would you love to go know God's love? Are you ready for the life he has for you? Are you ready to be born again and different and alive and new? If so, pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I know you love me and I know you died on the cross for me and you died for my sins. I pray you'll forgive me and cleanse me from all my sin. I pray you'll heal me from hurt and from pain. I pray you'll free me from anything or anyone that's holding me down or holding me back. But most of all, I pray you'll make me yours. And I pray you'll make me alive. And I pray you'll make me brand new. So I say yes to you. And I say yes to the life you have for me. Lord, take me now and make me yours. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen if you prayed that prayer. And if you prayed that prayer, praise God. But here's what I want you to know. What God wants you to do is pray the prayer and really mean it. Then God wants you to make it known. By the way, I promise you, if you study the Bible, God's next step for you is to let people know right away that you made this decision. Now, we have two ways you can do that. One is you can text amen to 77247. Amen to 77247. Just grab a phone, go to a computer. Any way you can text, text amen. And then we're going to get back to you and want to know your name, want to know a little bit about you. And then we want to give you a gift. But there's something about making it known and connecting with us so we can help you grow. Another way you can make it known is go to crossroadschurch.family. One word, crossroadschurch.family. And then there it says, I said yes. Click on that and make it known. Make it known.
And then now I want to say this for all of us, whether tonight's your night of decision, where are you going to serve? What are you going to do? How are you going to make this known? Uh, Tim will tell you because he's known me for years that our family has tried to create a legacy of service. We taught it to our two sons, even one who's an atheist. He still lives that out. But our son, Tim, has always lived a lifestyle of service. And now he's pouring that into our, our, my grandchildren. And today I was coming up to our church with, with uh, Eleni, my, my middle granddaughter on Tim's side. And we're walking up and she looks at our new children's building. And she's 11 years old. And she goes, what's that? And I said, that's where we're going to have babies. And she goes, Papa, can I take care of them? Papa, can I, I would love to do that. I would love to do that. And I looked at her and said, I'm going to find a way. I'm going to find a way. And she's just already inside learned something. They've been with us five weeks and they've already been looking for things to go and do to serve others because they know that's the greatest life you could live. You could do it with your friends. If you're single, gather your friends and find a place to serve. In this church, online, in your community, uh, as a life group, go and do it. And by the way, if, if you're a family, you just say once a month as a family, we're gonna go out and serve together somehow, some way. I wanna challenge you to do that then I'd love for you to email me at Chuck at Crossroads Church and let me know. Say, we did it, and tell us what you did. And I want to be able to praise God for you. Chuck at CrossroadsChurch.com. Hey, in the month of July, we are going to do something really fun. We are going to Tracy's backyard. Uh, so you get to see Tracy's house. Uh, we're going to have a watch party there. And we're going to do a series called The Best of the Best. And so uh, I have four friends who I think are some of the best preachers, Christian communicators there are. They love God. They love his word. I think you're going to be blown away. So each week we'll have a different one of them. But we're going to have a time of interaction too. A time of discussing what God's doing in our life and hopefully in your life as we get a chance to hear from these amazing people. So next week uh, come virtually with us to Tracy's backyard. So we'll see you then. And may God bless you in a huge way. God bless you guys. Thanks again for joining us. Here at Crossroads, we're all about helping people take their next step. So, what's your next step? Whether you've made a decision to follow Jesus, want to be baptized, or you're interested in knowing more about God and the Bible through our Alpha class, we can help you take your next step at crossroadschurch.family. We also want to invite you to gather your family and friends to join us right here online again next week. We're live Wednesdays at 7 p.m. or Sundays at 9 a.m. So if you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button and you'll never miss out on any new messages. If you found this message encouraging, click the like button and let us know how we can pray for you this week in the comments. Finally, if your life is being impacted by Crossroads and if you want to be part of making an impact all over the world, you can head to crossroadschurch.family to do that now. Thanks again for watching and we'll see you next time.